Sober the morning to you, and welcome to the long shot. It's the day after St. Paddy's Day, and what a day it was. I drank me face off, threw up on me shoes, and then danced a jig all night to the dulcet tones of Jerry Owen and the Owen Boys and their swing band and uh, waltzing Matilda, which is actually an Australian song, but that's okay because it was St. Paddy's Day. And now, please welcome the host of the Long Shot Podcast, O'Shawn O'Connery. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good night. Welcome to the Long Shot. I am your host, Sean Conroy. With me today on the show are the master of disguise, Miss Amber Kenny. What? M-O-D. And the mistress of the skies, Mr. Jamie Wait, But I'm a guy. <laughs> a mistress? This is a, a wrench. You're already banging on the table. I didn't bang it. You did. You did. You're not even aware that you're doing it, but you do it. There's a lot of things I'm not aware of. I know. Well, be aware. Be more aware. Be more aware. Sit on your hands. Yeah, really, don't put your hands on the table. You got to know when to fold them and know when to get them off the table. Uh, this does feel like a card table. Yeah. It has like felt on it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it looks like, uh, <clears throat> speaking to the card analogy, that we've been dealt a full deck tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Less like 52 cards on the table. What's going to happen with them? I think a couple of us are going to have a full house. We do have a full house. We have a guest, Alan Strickland-Williams, who's watching us right now. I'm looking over here. We have our support staff, SS. Not great. Not a great... Uh, Sean? Are we supported by the SS? <laughs> it's, it's a kind of... What like does that a, mean, our support staff, the SS? It means was... that they're Nazis. Nazis? SS were Nazis. Not all SS were Nazis, but all Nazis. No, no, no. Not all Nazis were SS, but all SS were Nazis. Another history lesson from Jamie Flynn. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Uh, okay. Well, we always do a, sh- a segment at the top of the show called Checking In, so we're going to do that today, and let's start today with Jamie. What? Oh, shit. 50-50 chance. <laughs> Looks like- We both got it wrong. I've started with myself on, on occasion. That's right. You're like the uh, double zero on a roulette table. Correct. That's how I like to think of myself. Using, just using that card analogy, I am the double zero on a roulette table. <laughs> It's now become a gambling analogy. So, Jamie, what's going on with you? Yeah, you know everything's been great, everything's been fine. It's been a, it's been a whirlwind um, <laughs> per usual. No, no. Last week, how I... is it that we've been doing this show for five years <laughs> and you still manage to say absolutely nothing ninety-five percent of the time? Like you're not prepared. I am prepared. I have a story. Get into it. Okay, great. I was um, invited to do a voiceover. Oh, cool. Based on my singing skills, um, one of our past guests, a great comedian. For Gallaudet University. Don't know the reference. Is that? uh, Deaf school. Oh, deaf school. Got it. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) That is such a. Roast jokes, but for a very, very small population. Mm -hmm. How do you, tell us why you know what Gallaudet (laughs) University is. I thought everybody knew that. No. Well, now you do. Where is it? The more you know. I have no idea. Gidini. So uh, Laura Keitlinger, a comedian, she was on our podcast at one point, saw one of the shows that I produced where I sang. And she was so excited by my singing skills that she wrote a script for an animated 
thing, and she wanted me to sing on it. Whoa. Yeah. What does that mean, an animated thing? I think it's like a stop-motion animation project mm -hmm. with toys talking to each other. Like a Christmas thing? Are you playing a character, or are you just like the song underneath it? No, there's a character. Or are you going to be one of those guys who's like, Nobody wants a Charlie in the like. In other words, it's a character voice more than like a wonderful singing voice, or what's going on? Yeah, it's a character. It was it's like a. a... <laughs> You're just looking for jabs. <laughs> yeah, I'm not safe at all right now. <laughs> if you heard like our pre-show conversation, which was about two minutes, it was of... about how. But it was provoked by you. No, it was actually provoked by me. No, no, no. This was before you even got here. Oh, what happened before I got? I here? don't even want to get into it. But I go ahead. Get into it. You what guys happened? are always sitting at the edge of that. Uh, couch. So when I walk up, it looks like you guys are just staring down the hallway waiting for me. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so much better when you're here. I what did I honest. say that provoked you, though? My I general just positive energy? No. You... <laughs> Please. Please. You came in, and I think I said, like, what's what's going on tonight or something like that? And you were like, just in general or at this moment? Like, you were just being a fucking wise ass from the moment you walked in. <laughs> Taking my questions and trying to twist them back around on me as if they were, as if it was stupid for me to ask them, as if I was an asshole for asking these questions. Now, anyway, what's going on with Laura Keitlinger's script? <laughs> Sean, what's going on with you? I know. Let's this is not caffeinated. Life. I think by you the way. should be checking in first on this one. Yeah. We got to get into some stuff. Go ahead, Jamie. Okay, fine. <laughs> that was a thing, <laughs> right? I'm not a. I don't know. I'm okay to feel scared. Sometimes I my play life? a character. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was uh, the, so the part that I got was of a, like a kind of a jazzy musician guy that plays a piano based on a, a toy. Sit on your hands. I only have one hand. One hand is literally under my ass. My the left part of my ass. I have two parts <laughs> to my ass. And the other that? one is up my ass. <laughs> no, the other one is a. Uh, no, you're just. I, I, I'm, it's like watching somebody. It's like watching a Almost drunk person about to fall something. down. Yeah. yeah, like your your hand is coming closer and closer to the table. Great. Paint the picture. I'm a real doofus, a real <laughs> jackass that just has no grasp on how to live as a human being. Go ahead. Okay. I feel like that would describe me pretty well. <laughs> and most of our listeners. Hey, I'm our listeners kidding. are fantastic. Yeah, I know. That's I, over, that's over, I mean, <laughs> all kidding aside, I, I you know, I, yes, I'm joking around. I'm doing a bit. I'm angry at Jamie, whatever, but... All kidding aside, I take exception to what you just said. I do too. I, I, I love our listeners more than anything. Yeah, I don't know why you would even joke around like that. I know. That's that really, was... It's uncouth and it's uncalled for. The, the double C. The double UC. <laughs> the double C was a different unit. Well, not all double Cs are Nazis, but all Nazis are double Cs. That's okay. So, um, Big old boobies. Yes. <laughs> I'm invited to play this jazz musician based on like a, it was actually a, a, a music box. Of like this jazz musician on a piano, and then um, so Laura sends out this email to all the people that are also doing voices, and I'm a comedy nerd. Like like there's people on this list. I'm like, how the fuck am I like one of these people? Who's on the list, or is it top secret? I don't think it's top secret, but I don't need to be name dropping or nothing. Bob Hope, <laughs> Milton Berle, the big ones, Groucho Marx, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, and Adam Sandler. It was a who's who. <laughs> Um, so I was like, and Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart. Have you recorded it? Yeah, we recorded it yesterday. So yesterday I showed up at Laura's place, this place in the Griffith Park, this nice, beautiful house, very enchanting. Like every room was like a theme or something. Just like from the '40s or '30s or '50s, some <laughs> <laughs> bygone era. Not current. Yeah. 
early uh, 20th century American. Early, yes. Like the couches had like... Herbert Hoover on them? Herbert Hoover. <laughs> who I think is the most underrated of our American presidents for 10 years. He was just lying on all the couches. <laughs> he took a real doll and made it look like Herbert Hoover. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Um, but I showed up and I was nervous because I'm going to be around some people I look up to. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm scared. Hand under the right side of my bed. <laughs> Each. You know what it is? It's not even that it's that loud on the mic, but because we're all so close to this table, it's disturbing my listening to your story. And I don't want to miss the tiniest morsel. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> not me. That was Amber. <laughs> <laughs> so I showed up. I was a little bit nervous because I didn't know what to expect. I, I I get there and everyone's there. I was a little You've bit never worried. been to a recording session before. Not like this. I have been to recording sessions. Don't I mean, you know, from the Spanglers to my own projects. To our show every week? <laughs> For five years. Yeah. <laughs> to our 198th episode. That yeah. was the point I was making, but go on. <laughs> sure. Um, but I get there and everyone's there and there's this big spread of food and everyone's just hanging out mm. and... What kind uh, of food are we talking? We're talking some How pastries. <laughs> we're talking, uh, there's some chocolate chip cookies. Oh, oh. what kind of chocolate chips? Uh, I, I would and say kind of semi-sweet. Semi-sweet. Or? Semi-sweet. Mm, yes. Uh, pizza had been ordered. Mm, so oh. it, it ran the gamut of terrible foods. Of great foods. Well, n- terrible for you, I think. Oh, yeah. This was not an immaculate spread. There might have been some fruit there, but God knows my eyes were not on that. <laughs> They were on the. Uh... <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, first, there's a table read. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Whatever the energy is going on here, it's <laughs> bizarre. Bizarre, and I like it a lot. <laughs> and so, next step, there's a table read. Everyone gets their script. We're going around, and I'm on like t- page nine of ten pages, and each page goes, and I'm getting more and more nervous because I'm the only one that has a singing part. Oh yeah. Oof. And just to come out of the blue, it just starts singing. Are you comfortable singing in front of people? I know you do it in shows, but no, like that's one of my worst fears, sort of. I actually on Saturday, this is just a quick aside. I had a, I set up a meeting with a musician. This guy Steve Taylor, brilliant musician, guitar player, keyboard, just you name it. If it's a guitar, or keyboard. bongos. <laughs> Was there any food at your meeting? No. Damn it. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This was Saturday, and we got together and. Um, just to jam like I'm new to just jamming with it's just me and he's breaking all this stuff and playing like this Pink Floyd-esque what were you what were you playing nothing how was this jamming was this oh static was this like an audience of one like you were just listening to him play (laughs) that's not a jam that's a weird hostage (laughs) concert it sounds like a bummer party yes Uh, though I guess the jam I was going to bring was my voice and when it came to that part where we, I was just going to improvise You're going to be songs, like, do 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 Not like that. All right. I just All said right. it was one of my worst fears. Well, you just conquered it. Baby. It would have it been more like da-da-da-da-da. Is that like the McDonald's theme, I think? <laughs> do 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 There we go. But yeah, the, then when it got time for me to sing, I was like, uh, well, uh, I'm not going to do that right now, but um, keep playing your music. And I'll, I'll think of ideas based on that. And he just stopped and was like, is this a date? What's happening? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, back to Did Sunday. you ever sing with him? No. I just listened to him play. That's a weird <laughs> that story. sound fun. It is kind of weird. 
hey, you want to do this again next weekend? And I don't know which one of them would be saying that. <laughs> Could be either of them, you know? Well, I had ideas based on it. I was like, if, I, if Vanessa was here, who I usually write and perform with music with, I was like, we'd be on it. But just me alone, I'm not just going to break out into a song. But he was. He was. He was comfortable with it. I'm just, you know, I was way in my head. In his head, he was like, I really wish Vanessa was here. I'm sure he was. I'd be so much better. <clears throat> so back to yesterday. Um, we do the table read. It gets to me. I, I sing my part when it gets to it. I felt like there were some... S- what song was it? There were lines, and I had to kind of put a tune to it. That is the funniest thing. Yeah. To watch people do that in a table read. <laughs> you know table reads more than anyone here. Always hilarious what people come up with. Because you have something in your head when you write it. And, of course, there's no way for yeah. anybody to anticipate that. And then they do it, and you're just like, all right. <laughs> I was scared because exactly that. This was Laura's idea. It, sorry. Side note. But remember in your writing class a million years ago, uh-huh. I wrote a sketch, um, that, and I wanted people to chant, Toga. Toga and Jane's interpretation was like I know Jane. Toga, toga, toga. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like you don't. I wrote a, I wrote a, or with somebody else. I wrote a movie script once, and we did a table read of it. And this very, very talented, funny comedian in New York played one particular part where he had to sing. Uh, do you remember that song that was like, come on, come on, put your body in motion. Let's start the commotion. Like a really cheesy. Technotronic. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know. I, it just was like everybody had heard that song over like a two month period in whatever year, you know, 2001 or something. I have, I have no idea what year. 9-11. He had not heard it. <laughs> <laughs> he had not heard it. And so when it came time for him to do it, it was the funniest moment of the whole table read because he was like, come on, come on, put your body in motion. Let's start the commotion. Like it was so completely different from what everybody had. And everybody had it in their heads because everybody, it was a real song. It was so funny. Oh, I look back on those days, some of them. But go ahead, Jamie. Uh, so it seemed to be received well. Laura, as the director, enjoyed it, and so um, I was ready ready for the big recording part. Um, they started recording people. Um, there was a few of us left upstairs. There was only room for about four people in the actual recording studio in the basement. So this was a time where I got to connect with some of the other people that weren't recording. We talked about Netflix documentaries. Was it people you knew? Um, I knew a couple. Well, I didn't know a couple. People you were like excited to meet, right? A couple okay. of them, yeah. And a couple I had. So met. you're so you're not going to give us any details on that. Uh, Brendan Small. Oh, nice. But I know him well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the biggest name for me and like yeah, me too, Jamie. Me too. No big deal. I know him. I know him real well. I don't know if this is name dropping, but for me, like as a, like Mr. Show for me was like when I saw Mr. Show, I was like, that's what I want to do with my life, and that's when I really started pursuing comedy. I was like, that exists. I want to make that. <laughs> as you're looking at my hand, like waiting mm-hmm. for me to do something, it's like I have my mouse in my hand and I'm clicking. I need a new mouse, by the way. Hey, Longshot listeners, if you have a great recommendation Don't for a mouse that's compatible with a Mac, not to brag. So what know. happened? We Mr. Show heard, was there? Was he there or not? Mr. Show himself <laughs> was there. And can you imagine? Like, I would be excited enough with David Cross or Bob Odenkirk, but for Mr. Show himself. The guy, the, the guy they named the show after. Yeah. It's a bigger deal. And he's strutting around with his top hat, just like, could not be nicer. <laughs> this is so common, but Jay Johnstone was his name. 
Do you know Jay Johnstone? Yeah. Yeah, I just fucking love that guy. What are you character. talking about? Jay, you're talking about the Jay Johnstone who are plays gonna... Mr. Goodman on Mr. Pickles, the television program I work for. <laughs> He's like <laughs> one of the lead actors. Have you ever watched the show? I've seen at least three episodes. All right, well then, pay attention. I didn't realize he. Was, yeah, well, great. I didn't realize I had, I had that much access to him. Can you introduce me? I actually met him. Um, <laughs> this has gotten confusing. But like my favorite sketch in comedy of all time is um, Everest. Are you familiar? No. It's the sketch where just a guy comes back. He just climbed Mount Everest, and then the, the he keeps falling into a, a wall of thimbles. <laughs> And that becomes like he climbed fucking Mount Everest, but he can't stop falling into a fucking wall of thimbles. And that's still my favorite thing I've ever seen in my life. But AJ Johnson was there. Don't get it. You have to see it. There's so much more context. <laughs> Actually, that is pretty much what it is. Um, so then I record. This is, this is just a side note. <laughs> I did a show on Thursday night that Jay was supposed to be in. We were going to do a bit. Me, oh, him, it was the and, Mr. Pickles. Yeah, me, him, and one that. of the creators of the show. We're going to do a bit together where Will, who was one of the creators, and I would play characters from the show, and Jay would play himself. And we were going to do a whole thing where Will's character would be asking Jay, like, would think of Jay as his character from the show, and Jay would be like, "No, no, no I'm, I'm an actor," and Will would be like, no, "You know, I know who you are." Um. But Jay couldn't make it. He couldn't be there. He had to prep for the thing on Sunday. Um, and and he had to have his car break down. But uh, he, so he didn't show. So Will and I did the bit. And Will started the bit by talking about, he, you know, he plays this sheriff character. And he started the bit by going, you know, uh, I've had some, you know, some reports that there's been a problem with Jay Johnstone. He says it's car trouble. I believe he's actually been abducted by aliens. Like a very silly thing. It was very funny. His bit went great. I, I wrote most of it. and sure. uh, <laughs> Brag. But after the show, I saw a guy that I had worked with like 10 years ago was there with his wife. And he was a guy I really liked. I haven't seen him in forever. And so I'm talking to them after the show. And they start to leave. And then the wife comes back. And she goes, oh, when you see Jay, will you tell him that we were here? And we said hello. And I was like, oh, he wasn't here. And she was like, no, he was the one who did the, he was the, one who did the bit as the sheriff. And I was like... No, that was that was Will, that guy right over there. And she's like, "Oh, I thought it was Jay. I thought that's why he was talking about Jay at the beginning of his bit." And then she goes, "Who was the who was the sheriff's mama?" And I was like, "That was me. Like I I did Were that." Were you wearing disguises? We had masks. Oh, okay. Because I was everything. like, "What is wrong?" But it was just so no, it was just so weird for for there to be such a misconception of who it was. Maybe they went know? to the name of the university you said earlier. But if I remembered. <laughs> <clears throat> Which still wouldn't make sense if it was like a blind university <laughs> that would have tied in perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you almost got close to a real joke there. I know. Two steps away. Ugh. You just needed to know the name of the place and <laughs> the cousin that was you know blind. My problem is I can't listen. I'm bad at listening. Always. So what? then talk more about what happened. So you record the bit, and then I'm I'm ready, getting ready to go. What were some of people's favorite Netflix documentaries? <laughs> I actually wrote a couple down. Uh, there was one something, something on Chet Baker, but although I did look it up on Netflix and it didn't exist, so they might so they were just Whoa! bullshitting you. Um, there's a great Jamie. There's a great one on Lyme disease. You got to check it out. It's called I Anybody Could Get Lyme Disease. I cannot watch it's on Netflix anything about Lyme disease because I 
I've had two serious bouts of convincing myself that I have Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Maybe li- I have Lyme disease. There was a music like kind of Napster called things. LimeWire. You think? I think so too. Yeah. LimeWire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be funny if like one of their kind of taglines was oh, like no. "Get Lyme disease" because it's like you're so addicted to downloading Do all the great tracks. Do people still use that? I don't think so. I don't think it exists anymore. Probably not. With those, the way with technology moves nowadays, I don't know. If it was one of those services that got up. shut down for copyright <clears throat> violations or right. something like that. Because of Metallica. Yes, fucking Metallica. <laughs> but the evolution of, of online music has just, it's really fascinating. In fact, there's a documentary. So, Jamie, finish. Come on. Come on. Finish what you were talking about. So it ends with, so I just, I'm leaving. Like, I just didn't want, I don't know. I was a little bit, I just want to make a good impression with all these people. And a little, I, I, I forgot, uh, uh, when I got there, there was a cat. They were shooing out of the place. They're like, get the cat out. This cat's a liability. Get that <laughs> cat out of here. Yes. Man with two brains. Go on. So I'm opening the door. I've said goodbye to everyone already. Oh, no. I open the door. Cat jumps out. <laughs> the, the cat's at the door with a fucking live bird in its mouth, and it's just open long enough where the, the cat with the live bird in its mouth just you know breezes past me. Breezes past me? I don't know. Just darts past me. And then just- this... Winds winds past you? <laughs> Hurricanes? Well, whirlwinds past you. Whirlwinds past me. And this cat just darts in, in the on the porch, and this bird just flies off. There's feathers everywhere <laughs> in the house. In the house, and now I have to go back in. Uh, to where the, all the remember are. me? I did the <laughs> jazz music box. Yeah, there's a bird upstairs in the living room <laughs> that's no, like, alive. I'm so sorry. The cat that you're showing out earlier, yeah, he got into some trouble, which is apparently what it's known for. <laughs> but I've never seen like this little bird like just fly damaged around. bird. Damaged bird. And I didn't. And then I snuck off after that. I kind of was like, "Here's where out of there. I'm not. What am I going to track down the bird? I don't know. I didn't need to get involved in that, but I felt bad because I was the guy that opened the door that let this thing in. It's funny. Guess who's <laughs> guess who's not thanks Amber. <laughs> guess who's not playing the music box in Animation Project Number Two? I know I blew the it. bird. That's a good guess. Guess again. Mm. I guess this could go on for a while because you could be right every time. <laughs> right. We will never know. Chet oh, Baker. Know. No, that is who's playing it. <laughs> uh, so that's it? That's your checking in? Yeah, that's my checking in. That's pretty good. That actually had a good ending. I would have liked if there was more details about... Let's, situ- let's break like, it down. Like, How could I have told oh that story God. in a way that would like... I just would have liked to hear great. more. No, but it ended in the... There's no denouement. It was like, just like a bird doesn't. came in and then I got out of there. I'm sure there's more to it than that. You you didn't say anything to anybody. No, I walked in. I was like, Laura, I, I the bird, the cat was there, and then it had a bird in its mouth, and the bird flew in somewhere in the house. I feel, I'm sure that was verbatim, actually. And then what happened? And then she's like, Oh, that cat. <laughs> that, and then cat. roll credits. <laughs> and then I was like, Sorry, everyone. That's uh, the end of our live action oh, portion. Now cat. back to that. Now back to the animation. Oh, that cat is like a terrible outline for a sketch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know the cats oh, actually that catch cat. birds. <laughs> What's actually, that? They super do. They super do, apparently. Mm-hmm. I, it's like such like a cartoon thing. It's like, is this Tom or Jerry or my life? <laughs> a lot of cartoons are based <laughs> on reality. Not not ones about singing music boxes that have Name one sentience. animated project based on real life. And don't Finding say up Nemo. because fuck up. Just kidding, um, I was not. Tre- Treasure Island? What? You're dating yourself. <laughs> I've been doing that for years. Uh, all right, Amber, what's going on? <clears throat> Things are good. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a good place to take a break. Uh, no, no, I. What's um, going on? 
I spent last weekend I cleaned out my whole car and that doesn't mean a lot to most people but Jamie and it means I a think, lot to me. I think you know like Sean, I'm Sean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's my name. But my car was disgusting. Yeah. It was I was just driving around in a dumpster. Yeah, but I mean welcome to the club, you know. I look like a recycling plant at this point. <laughs> because they have water at work and every day on my way home I'm like right. I need to hydrate and then I just take a bottle of water and drink it on the way home and then psh, throw it you in You know the what car. I've learned? You could take it out with you. Say again. <laughs> no, I mean I I can't at all throw stones at your mm-hmm. house cuz mine's glass or I don't know something like that. Because I love um, Billy Joel by the way. <laughs> I love Billy Joel Glass Houses, great album. Mm. I like Billy Joel. Doing it all for Lena. I'm only saying this because somebody asked this week, or they said, I can't believe Sean listens to Elliot Smith. I know, I thought that was so weird because they're like, he only listens to hip hop. I'm like, people listen to different things. Um, So my car was disgusting. It's always disgusting, but it was like disgusting on a whole other level because um, it it already had like a layer of disgustingness Mm -hmm. and then I started going to my dance class and I would do this thing where I would bring my dance clothes and they'd fit in my purse and I thought I was a genius but then I would change my purse by the way thank you it wasn't this purse that would be a really scandalous outfit (laughs) um by the way you know your car is dirty when your car's trash can it needs a trash can (laughs) 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 right guys uh okay continue um so I would be going to dance class and I would change into my dance gear at work and I would have my work clothes, which were significantly took up more space than my dance clothes. And they wouldn't either fit in my purse or I didn't feel like having like my chonies in with me at dance class. What's a choney? Let alone a muchonies. It, <laughs> it's uh, underwear. I see. Uh, I, I feel uncomfortable having asked that. <laughs> And so I would take them out of my purse, and they would. I would just. What's so special about chonies that you don't say underwear? Um, well, I personally don't like the word panties, mm-hmm. and chonies means panties. Why don't you like panties? I just don't like the way it sounds. Panties. And chonies, I just grew up with that word. I think it's Mexican slang. I'm not sure. Okay. That's what my whole family calls it. Sure. And you're Mexican American. Well, I'm from Southern California. So what happened? And my parents live in Mexico. <laughs> I'm Mexican American. I just re- realized that they're on their way tomorrow. Anyway, um, I caramba. So I would Part just throw seven. my work clothes and my underwear in the back seat, mm-hmm. and again, already a layer of filth. Then that's happening. Then I would be like eating because I come from dance to this recording. Starving. So I would be like eating something, and that would fly everywhere so it was just it was getting so you, uh, the way you just motioned that you eat is you basically throw food mostly behind your head <laughs> yeah. well that's what i do as soon as I'm you have done. a very hard time finding your mouth yes yes banana well, peels that's how i keep my girlish figure mm-hmm. uh so you look great by the way <laughs> thank you you really do look great <laughs> okay no you really do no, look I great, like she, look great? she looks great yeah. you look great <laughs> please stop mm-hmm. Uh, so it was. But you just, do look great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going she looks great. <laughs> so it was disgusting. I cleaned it completely out last weekend. Nothing in it. It's. Where did you do this process? At my house. Okay. I don't understand the question. 
In other words, oh, I didn't go to a car wash. No, but you, you. So what do you do? You throw everything out on the ground, then you pick it up and you take it. Okay. Uh huh. No, I'm just. And checking. I kept. Co- um, it sometimes no one's home over the weekend, but it just happened that both my roommates were having like a production meeting in the living room, so they were there with other people, and I kept coming in with like bags of shit. And at one point, they're both doing stop motion animated shorts. Kind of. They're going around. Uh. My, Whitney was like, is that all coming out of your car? Oh. Like, horrified. I was like, yes. You didn't see all the trash because I went right to the dumpster. Um, You're like walking in with like <clears> your <throat> engine. They're like, that actually needs to stay in the car. <laughs> but I mean, I had so much clothes. It was uh, getting to the point where I didn't know where anything was. Mm-hmm. If it was in the laundry, if it was in my car. Anyway, so I did that last time. Donde esta mi chonis? Si. Si. Claro, por supuesto. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, es en la ventana. <laughs> so, I did that last oh, week. Oh, in el baño. That's a possibility. Because you shower, you take them mm-hmm. off and stuff. Um, Donde está mi lápiz? <laughs> so, mi lápiz es en mis weekend, zapatos. <laughs> Sean, you're the one who likes when people stay on topic. Well, not when I don't. <laughs> so, this weekend, I did the same thing to my room. Mm. And I'm... I, my... My belongings have never been cleaner or more organized. Mm-hmm. I donated, I think, six trash trash bags full of clothes to the Goodwill. I donated two bags of books to the library. Everything is organized in my life. Like, the closet is gorgeous. Everything, the drawers, gorgeous. Bathroom, gro- drawers, gorgeous. I love a good gorgeous drawer. <gasps> Sorry, I'm getting really excited about Drawers. This. When you but say drawers, you like, mean chonies, right? No. This is like a drastic lifestyle change for mm-hmm. me. And um, it took all weekend. Anyway, point is, that happened yesterday I finished up. And today everything's all fucked up again. No. um, I'm living in that, and it feels like I'm, like, at a spa. Mm -hmm. Like, I have this, like, relaxing vibe around me. Also, my phone died at 8.30 this morning. So between having, like, this relaxing aura in my car and in my room and not having my phone to be on the whole time i i feel like i'm on vacation yeah also my roommate learned how to do shiatsu (laughs) i haven't been home but i just have that calming (laughs) vibe Mm -hmm. energy and uh i feel really accomplished and really good and i hope i keep it up have you seen the jinx no, I really, really, really want to. I'm just saying that because you're not on your phone, so you're not catching up on all the. Right. Uh, we were talking about. I was talking about that with these guys over here when when we mm-hmm. came in. The SS. They were like, the, the, yeah, the SS. Uh, they were like, "Have you seen the drinks? <laughs> Do you know where it is? Is it safe?" I mean, that's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. I want. Uh, to. But no, I was saying I, I'm working so much now that I'm not it's reading nice, stuff on right? social media or whatever, and I. Yeah, I'm I'm missing all this stuff, and I don't know what it really is about. But I don't really care. Well, and either. then I, like, I what was is at midnight. Everyone's posting about. I I, I was home between my dance class and this for yes. about an hour, so mm-hmm. I logged onto my computer and looked at Facebook and my email and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yes, there were some things, but it. it for what's a, going on with Dolce and Gabbana? Elton John is. Uh, Protesting them. I listen to NPR still, dude. Like, so I do I, but on. I didn't hear anything about Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Dolce and Gabbana. No? It might be. I don't know. But I didn't hear anything about it on NPR. Oh, I did. Well, I guess we're even. <laughs> Let's fight. Uh, so, point is... Oh, Clean your room. But I was on Facebook and Twitter 
for like two seconds and yes there were notifications but not enough to warrant being on it all fucking day long right um and that said I know I'll be addicted to it as soon as my new phone yeah, comes it's a in the weird mail. Thing. But it was super nice and freeing and relaxing to not have it. Today. But that thing of cleaning up is so like I look around my apartment and I see monuments to my own failure. Get rid of them. I know. I'm <laughs> trying to figure out when I can find time to do that, but it's like I don't need this thing. Right. It's not constantly yeah, reminding what, me. Yeah, of it's that just sitting failure. there. Like yeah. I'm like I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But that means I come home and I see, you know, all these things that are like you did not accomplish what you right. wanted to. Like you know? the leaning tower of peace. Say, say it again. <laughs> like the leaning. You really nailed that one. Tower of. So I only had because I, I didn't hit it like right at that moment. Mm -hmm. when I said monument. That's where it was coming from. Whereas we said monument, and then I thought, thought of like a bunch of pizzas. And for that, it would be you didn't accomplish eating the pizza, which would be. I love Almost pizza. an ironic twist. Almost a second layer to that joke that <laughs> would be appreciated by comedy nerds. Wait, can worldwide. I say one more thing? From of Italy. Course. I realize how if you could do, next time if you could not ask if you could say one more thing and just cut him off way faster <laughs> than that, that would be awesome. So um I Because I'm at the point where I just sit there now. I'm like, all right, if you want to do I this, go him down. for it. Yeah. Uh, I also realized that I put so much faith and power into my phone that I'm actually taking away my own credibility in the sense that I, I use ways to drive to school, to drive here, just so that I'm getting the quickest route. Mm -hmm. But um, I had to get to school without it, and I was a little bit nervous. But I, Even though you've done it many times before. I was fucking fine like yeah. it was nice just to trust my own mm -hmm. capabilities for half a second that's all believe in yourself mm. i'm working on it shawnee clean your room sorry i called you shawnee yeah, no. <laughs> this got real casual <laughs> clean your room and believe in yourself uh okay a couple quick things <laughs> i want to check in again about my sonos player it's sonos i don't care it's snooze, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> which they actually I listened know. to it and were like, we're well, thinking about changing the name <laughs> to, to snooze, snooze. <laughs> which I think you, I'm all in favor of that. Here's the thing. There's like there's a there's a downside. There's a downside. Oh, no. no but the downside. No, the downside is still an upside, but it's just a downside in terms of human relationships, oh, because this is what happens anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> I never did before. Uh I came home last week, and I think it was the same night of this podcast. I went out and I had a few drinks. A night just like this one? Uh, very similar. Uh, perhaps different, no, same positions. Uh, <laughs> had a couple drinks, got home, and I said, I, I work hard, I have a long day, fell asleep. But before I fell asleep, I was like, oh, I have my new Sonos player. Mm. And I can, <laughs> I can crank that shit up. That's thoughtful. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, that comes back to your sense of humor. But uh, I, so I turned it up loud. Even though it's a little thing, it cranks. And I fell asleep on the couch and was awoken like a half an hour later by the downstairs neighbor at the door. And he was just so sad. He was like, and this is probably at 1230 at night. Uh -huh. And he was so sad because he was like, uh, can you just please... Turn it down. 
And I was like, oh, I am so sorry. I really, that was thoughtless. I apologize. And he goes, no, I'm so sorry. But can you just please what turn it sweetie. down? Um, what were you listening to so loud while you're sleeping? Um, I think it was uh, uh, Beethoven's Seventh Symphony. Oh, okay. Which I know a lot of people don't think I would listen to, but I do. So you're... you're no, you're I, I don't even remember what it was. It was like Elliot Smith again or something like that. Um, I'm for your subconscious. But I, I felt terrible. So I, the next morning before I went to work, I went downstairs and I just wrote, I wrote a little note and left it on their doorstep of like, you guys, I'm so sorry I got a new stereo and I don't know the appropriate levels yet. And so I won't let it happen again. Then I left them to uh, Mr. Pickle stickers. Cute. So, but I, I felt terrible because this guy. They're, they're both, Always be promoting. They're, 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 yeah. <laughs> also, I have a show at the Improv and I'm doing um, Rose's turn. But. <laughs> I uh, don't know Rose's turn. <laughs> it's like an old, it's like an old cabaret bar in New York, which probably isn't even there anymore. Um, but it's my favorite uh, promotion name, like to name something like "Come check me out at Rose's turn." Um, but Inside. he does not have, you know, he has fucked up knees. So for him to walk all the way up one flight of stairs, I was like, ugh. I'm a jerk. But the ironic thing about this also is that this is the downstairs neighbors whose dogs have been driving me crazy for eight years since I moved in there. Still, I shouldn't put that on them. So. Well, classic case of playing bark for bark. <laughs> I don't even understand that. <laughs> I don't I know think, what that meant. Is it about Beethoven <laughs> being that dog movie? Do you think there was a tree in the you story? You guys are reading too much into it. Just a quick, <laughs> hilarious aside, okay? Are you talking about the type of, of boat called a bark with Q-U-E? Yes, that's what yes. exactly what he was talking Poo-poo. about. Poo-poo. Uh, <laughs> okay, here's my second thing. That was one thing? That was one thing. Here's my second thing. I just went to the supermarket right before this. Congratulations. Thank you. Pavilions? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it kind of does. Uh, but I will say, Pavilions is amazing. I love Pavilions. Is, they, is it the selection? The sound or quality the is great. Service. The fact that you can get any of your old music what's there. With you. <sighs> Here's my point. There was a woman behind me online. Hello. Online. <laughs> In line. <laughs> a woman. A woman at the show on Thursday came up to me after the show, and she was like, "Hello." Yeah. She was like. She was like. I, Hey, she's like, hey, and I was like, hey, and she goes, I just wanted to give you a hug after your performance, and she was definitely like a little under the influence, so I was like, okay, was she hot? Yes, and she, so I was like, oh, okay, and I was sitting down. She basically climbed on my lap to give me a hug, and I was like, oh, okay, and then she was like, can I touch your beard? And I was like, sure, and she basically some issues. She was like. It's so sexual. And I was like... Her grandfather molested her. <laughs> that is not okay. Or was molesting her at that moment. <laughs> but anyway, my point is at the supermarket, there were three people, say, ahead of me online. They all put their stuff on the conveyor belt. I'm waiting to put my stuff on. The woman behind me is right up against me. Right up against me. No. And I finally, I like started to put my stuff on. It got moved down. She starts to sh like pile her stuff basically on top of mine, like hanging over mine as I'm waiting. So there's a guy right in front of me, and she's right up behind right. me. And I, I, shit like that drives me fucking crazy. So I put my, my hand down and just stood in the same spot until that guy got way ahead of me.
So now there's plenty of room for me to step forward and for her to move her stuff forward and still not be, you know, up uh, in the vicinity of my grill or however, however the kids say it. And of course I move up and she fucking comes right up behind me again. I'm like, what the fuck do you want from me? Anyway, is this anyway, a trip is... to the market or the, the human centipede? Can you just keep can you just keep <laughs> rattling off amazing one-liners all night? Because that would be fantastic. By the way, human centipede, like every That's... six weeks, it just comes in my brain. I'm like, I can't think Did about you watch this. It? Why would you ever no, watch that? I would never watch it. Oh, it's, you're just obsessed with it. No, but it just gets now you my have head. to watch it so it gets out of your brain. Ugh. It would think it would be even more my brain. But anyway, that was that was just a. I find that so unpleasant. Oh, absolutely. So unpleasant. I do. I have like weird tricks where I'll I'll like leave a leg. Like, I'll stand really wide, like a wide stance, mm -hmm. so that I'm, like, tricking myself into having body space, even if that person won't give it to Frank, me. Frank, I, th I thought I'd be able to tip her over, but <laughs> her body stance is too wide. I don't even want to try. She's definitely going to be able to support herself. What's with this body stance? Oh, and here's the last... <laughs> she has such a wide body stance. All right, easy. You Whoa. just said I was looking good. <laughs> Look, She looks good with that wide body stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and here's the last thing, and I'm, I'm saying this, and I've said similar things before. This time, I mean it for real. <laughs> Yesterday was Sunday. The, the L.A. Marathon. I'm going to run the L.A. Marathon next, next year. Next year? Awesome. It's not a resolution. It's not any of that stuff, but I just decided. I'm Do like, it. You know, and I don't know how it's going to happen because I, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm probably 80 pounds overweight. I have bad knees. I have a bad back. I have a Just bum ticker. Walking. I, my, one of my ball, well, I don't want to get into that. What happened to your balls? <laughs> Couldn't be good. I just thought it was funny to add that in. <laughs> like anybody would care. <laughs> one of my balls is on the left side, the other one's on the right. All right, all right. Um, so but I'm, you know what I'm saying. Like it's a big, it, 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 it's it's a it's a major project. Totally. But because of what I did at Christmas time or at New Year's, I guess, which was saying I am not going to allow myself. I just made a decision on this show, which I'm sure you guys don't remember because you're both so self obsessed. I made a decision that I am not <laughs> going to allow traffic to bother me anymore. I remember that. And How's it has that going? changed my life. You did it. It has changed my life. Then what caused the bad mood at the beginning of the show if it wasn't traffic? Yeah. Oh, it was the lady Asshole at the grocery store. The sorry, 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 sorry. And Jamie, you know, Jamie. Being a wise provoking ass. Me. Yeah. You know, Jamie, big old wise ass over here. Pow, right in the kisser. <laughs> so you heard it here first and maybe last. You're going to run that LA Marathon. A year, a year from now, whenever the March date 2016. Of it is. March 2016. Awesome. I will be setting a land speed record. Have you ever done the a tradition full of the great Phidippides of Athens? Uh, I've never done a full marathon. I've done two half marathons, so, so that's basically a full mm -hmm. marathon. But they were, if if you counted that as my time, it would have been like seven months. <laughs> so that doesn't really count. Uh, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. We'll be right back with a very uh, special guest. I feel like we checked in for two hours. I was like, I, I tell all our guests 15 minutes. <laughs> 42. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. Okay. That wasn't very 
Hi, this is Dan Harmon, uh, who got fired from NBC's Community. You're listening to The Long Shot. It's longer. Listening to the Long Shot. It is a podcast, and with us today is a very <laughs> special guest, Alan Strickland Williams. Is hey, here. everybody! Hello, Alan. Very funny comedian, rack on tour. Absolutely. Hey, what else are you, Alan? That's it. <laughs> that's enough. That's things. more. That's more than enough. <laughs> um, well, we wanted to talk today because you were here. We wanted to talk about. <laughs> that has nothing to do with you. That actually sounds that insulting. Sounds so <laughs> we wanted to talk about delusions of grandeur. I'm not even quite sure what that means. You suggested I, it. I also suggested favorite sex offenders. Uh, I, you were I, I was like kind you of were kidding being about a, these. A, a joke uh, I was yes, I was being a joke em up. Uh, <laughs> we can go with the sexual predators. <laughs> oh, fa- that's what it was. Favorite sexual predators. Woody uh, Allen. Yes. So no, let's talk, it, let's, let's talk it, about delusions. Of is it rude to nominate yourself? <laughs> <laughs> is that a faux pas? That's, oh, that's perfect. That's actually perfect. Um, we got the scoop. Let's start today with Amber. Tell yes. us about delusions of grandeur. Uh, well, I still like every once in a while have to like check myself because I still think that you might wreck yourself. Correct. <laughs> Part of me still thinks that I'm going to be a professional dancer. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking insane. No, it's not. Have Yes, it is. Have <laughs> you ever done a show? No, where it's not. Liquid Fee got paid? Yes. You're a professional dancer. I'm a professional yeah. dancer. <laughs> I'm going to be the angel of advocate, I see. What? What? <laughs> I'm immediately is on that your the, is side. That, is, that like the, is that like the leaning power of Tisa? <laughs> Two seconds of this, I'm immediately on Sean's That happens stuff. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Every all it takes. Every episode. Um, well, I did we'll... like Bark. I did like Bark for Bark. What was it? Yeah, whatever it was. That, great. that got me. Um, I said I was going to be the angel of advocacy. Oh, thank you. Oh, is that like the <laughs> it sounds like devil's that. advocate, the opposite? Yes. Oh, I never heard that. Me neither. There's more oh, did you just make that up? I did. That's actually... I'm so, sorry. The A of A, baby. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and we'll leave it there. <laughs> Alan, it's I different, thought you were though, on my side. I brought different. you on this podcast to be my guy. Because <laughs> the Sam devil's Maggie. advocate is just a person who takes the opposite side of things, mm-hmm. whereas the angel of advocacy <laughs> is, is actually a heavenly creature that's on your side. But the devil's advocate means he's got to be like some <laughs> some underling in hell, right? Let me be devil's advocate here. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There you go. Yeah. Well, let me, I don't know. <laughs> let me be the angel of advocacy. <laughs> Good I, job. And just agree. Yeah. Uh, so you want to be a professional dancer. Yes. Now, you, I, I know what Alan is saying, and technically right. he's correct. Right, 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 right. But you but have I a different image of what that, that means. I I will be like in a modern dance company mm-hmm. or something. That said, tonight something happened that just... That didn't help me with those delusions. Was um, it my story about pavilions? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I think I'm going to be a professional dancer. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, in my my modern dance class that I'm taking currently. Right. right. Okay, there's a thing that happens in dance classes, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, so I'll just like... Oh, they play music. <laughs> but like, if you're going across the floor with a class... I didn't even look at him that time. <laughs> I know. Well, who, what did that the weird no, nose thing? That was thing? Alan. Oh, that was me, sorry. <laughs> but he I stole s- it from Amber. I'm sorry. No. 
I'm a bad laugher. No, you're a great laugher. Thank it's you. So good to have you here. I want to be the angel of advocacy here and say that he is indeed a great laugher. <laughs> Too much power. Um, so when you're going across the floor doing a specific combo, occasionally the teacher will like stop class and and call out like four people to do it and have everyone watch them and see like see how they did this this and this like they're the good example. Amber, sashay, sashay, step ball change, step ball change, like that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I always want to be one of the those best. people. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, for. I've been taking classes at the sweat spot, and I'm never that person. But I'm like, I feel like I'm close. But again, I feel like that could be a delusion. You're not sweaty enough. Maybe. But uh, in class today. I know where this is going, and I'm still excited. I don't at all. It happened. (laughs) It happened. We were doing this combo, and it was kind of a complicated combo, but I got it down. What was the combo? (sighs) Left, right, left. Dance, dance, dance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very hard to communicate verbally because it's dance. Oh, an artist. <laughs> How European of you. And also, I'm not that good verbally. So anyway, go on. Dance, dance, dance. Um, so... so you're doing some weird, fucked up modern dance shit. <laughs> Correct. And they were like, Amber does this well. Go ahead, Amber. Well, A, the teacher has never done that before this was the first time she had people step out so i was like oh maybe this teacher's just like more kumbaya kindergarten teacher everybody's gets a gold star today she changed it she said um she called out four of us and so we did it and and at first the way it was i couldn't tell if it was good or bad but then i looked around the three other people that were picked i kid you not i shit you not are currently on professional Modern dance. Twyla Bolshoi Ballet. So it was me and three like legit. Amber, I don't know why you up there with us today. Modern dancers, and then after we did it across the floor, the teachers like, so what did you notice? Like, what did they do? And like people are like, they really were going for it and doing it all out. So I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what you want from me, but great job. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. But they 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 were there, and then they went across. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a thing. They did exactly what yeah, you told yeah, yeah. them to do. Um, but it was like exciting, <clears throat> but it's such a tiny, mini, microscopic victory, but it's still a victory. Yeah. But it just like feeds that small part of my brain that's like, no, I can do I this. I can do this. But th- that's insane. I believe that you can achieve anything you want. That sounds disingenuous. It also sounds like you're bored when you say that. Like yeah. You don't believe yourself. It sounds like you don't know what she wants to yeah. do. I do know what she wants, and I, I believe she can do it. What do we you want? sounded like a you sounded like a high school guidance counselor with a prepared <laughs> script. Like, I believe you can do anything you want. Here's that a test. said. Uh, what about SUNY Albany? <laughs> Also, after I did that combo, a girl in the class who's very nice, but she gave me a high five and told me I have a great energy. That's hot. That's actually in California. That's the highest compliment you can receive. I was like, it's about time you guys noticed my energy. <laughs> my energy. California and nuclear reactors. Those are, those are the highest uh, compliments. You can Good receive. energy in there. <laughs> <laughs> really kept us all going. I grew up in a household where the energy was the most important thing. Uh, I did not. That sounds nice. <laughs> but I think that's a very house? accurate not statement. Right. <laughs> not I think anything. nobody who could spend time with you, and I, you know, 
God bless those people who do spend time with you, but you can't come away from that and go, boy, she really has shitty energy. Oh, you know? Thanks, She's awful yeah, to be around. That's a good point. Well, I guess. Oof. Ugh, here I'm, she goes I'm, again. No, I'm stumbling into a weird place where I sound. She even stumbles awful with good energy. And narcissistic. And but okay. Hope she talks about cleaning out her car again. That's Here's a great the thing. one. <laughs> I'm not good at almost anything, and I like basically I have good energy and that's all I got going for myself. Mm-hmm. So when people don't notice that, I'm like, uh-oh, I'm nothing Mm -hmm. and in this dance class before tonight i just like no one noticed my energy i could just tell that no one noticed my energy you're just walking around the room with a big you're just walking around there with a big wide open like no 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 i was just i I was just doing me hi no but what i meant when i definitely knew that no one noticed my energy i fucking need to kill myself i hope you cleaned out your car and immediately slapped to ask me about my energy bumper sticker on the back welcome to california ask me about my energy i am the worst um but I told you last week we went around the circle and all talked about ourselves in the dance class. You guys, can I just say one thing? I feel like nobody has noticed my energy. No, 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 no. What happened was I said that I do stand-up comedy, and I felt like that was an interesting notable that would be That would make you one of over 50% of the population of (laughs) California. But I was the only one in that dance class. Mm -hmm. Nice. There was not, a, a, not a big crossover between the dance and the stand-up world. Point is, not that I want them to be like, oh my God, you're a stand-up comedian, that's so cool. Well, sort of I do, but let's be honest. That's what we all want constantly. Sure. Um, but People af- do say that to me all the after time. After the next class, this one of the younger girls came up to me and- Oh, those younger girls. I forget what we were talking about, but she was like, it's so cool that everyone has shows in the spring and I really want to support them all. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you when I have some. And she's she like- She thinks com- comics only have shows in the spring? Okay. A lot of people who were in dance companies were saying like, I've got a concert in May, I have oh, this. I see. And so a lot of people had shows in the spring. Mm-hmm. Spring shows. This is so hard. I'm having a hard time. <laughs> the dance troops. Well, you're not a verbal. You're a dancer. Calendar. You're not verbal. You know, it's dance. It's not verbal. It's very hard to explain. Bring more energy. Okay, but I'm almost through with this story. I swear to God. We'll see. So, uh, she. Fifty-five minutes later, we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. Yes, there uh, we are. Fifty-five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about how, how everybody has shows and how that's cool or whatever. And she says, yes, I definitely want to support everyone's shows, especially yours. And she pointed to me and I was like, oh, that's really nice. Thank you. And she's like, I cannot wait to see um, Rocky Horror Picture Show on ice. And I was like, that was not me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, aw. <laughs> but it's about time. Really but I, I also cannot wait. You know, let me finish. I also but, cannot wait to see your show. I guess what I meant, like, sh- the girl who is starring in Rocky Horror Picture Show on ice, which does sound fucking awesome, um, is... Like, I think the only thing we have in common is maybe we're the same age. But she's, like, long blonde hair. Her mm. name's April and I'm Amber. But, like, I was like, oh, dang. Like, you confused my energy with her energy? <laughs> I'm glad that you noticed my energy. <laughs> I, but we're talking, like, <laughs> nuclear reactor versus windmill, okay? I cleaned 
my room and I become a fucking monster. But so the point is how, okay, two questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how many questions. Probably more like four or five. Perfect. Wow. Um, four is my favorite. One number. is ultimately for you to be a professional dancer, mm-hmm. what needs to happen? Can you do a Kickstarter? Is there a <laughs> apprenticeship program? <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's part of the problem. Well, I um, part of my delusions of grandeur, this whole process of me taking this modern dance class at mm-hmm. a community college started when I apparently was having one of my multiple midlife crises too early and was like, I know. I'll go back to school for dance and then I'll be a dance teacher and I'll choreograph all of my funny friends in dance things and mm-hmm. it's gonna be great and i was looking up grad schools and um it was like ucla and cal arts and all of these places that accept one dance grad student a year yeah. and like they're all like i was like i'm gonna go in and be like uh i have a comedy dance team like who do i think i am hey amber it's cal arts listen um <laughs> We only accept one dance student a year, but good news, no one applied. So we'd be happy to take you. That's what I mean with like, I felt like I jumped a little far in my fantasy. So mm-hmm. I started at the community college to see if I could even what? hang slightly. Is there a name for a jump in dance? <clears throat> Chate is one of the jumps. There's lots of jumps. Chate. Chate. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty chate. <laughs> Who, so said, who said comedy? Whoever, whoever said comedy and dance? Didn't. Say, say it funnier. Say it funnier. Whoever More of a weird, com- funny voice. Whoever said comedy and dance couldn't overlap. and never saw Chate. <laughs> okay. Also, like liquid feet. Fuck off. Yeah, I but know, that's I the other part. That's the other part of the question. Is like, <clears throat> you know, and this is the same thing I tell people for stand up or for improv or for sketch. Any any of the arts with which I am familiar, you know, oil painting, um, pastels, you know, all, the, all the various the art forms. <laughs> <laughs> the rodeo. Just um, going. <laughs> but it's like you need to create your own opportunities, which is right. exactly what you're right, doing. Right, 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 right. But if you really want to do it, is there a way for you to create more opportunities? Right. Well, like that? that's also liquid hands, kind of liquid the elbows. Point of me taking this class in the sense that I get to meet other dancers, I get to meet the dance teacher, like because how tight knit the comedy community is, it's the same with dance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's the same with rodeo. Also, I don't the clowns know if hang out I with the clowns, the be... bronc riders hang out with the bronc riders, the bull riders, the ropers, you know. I don't know if I like actually want to be a professional. I think dancer. you do, and I think you can create it. Here's how you're gonna do it. <laughs> you write your own damn dance Ladies show. and gentlemen, it's the angel of advocacy. I write... no, what inspires me in that in that realm is um the idea of the the guys that did South Park having a fucking musical on Broadway. You would never expect that. Do you think even during the like the early South Park days, they'd be like, yeah, we're going to have a musical, a best line musical on Broadway? I mean, their show was always really musical, <clears throat> and they had great music. Con- like it, that wasn't and there like was a- music, and it was very musical. But I, what I mean is it wasn't like <laughs> the a, music was great. a huge jump in genre. It's a huge jump. It's a huge jeté. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, 
No, that, I don't know. I think that's worth. But I mean, I see what you're saying. Like it's a huge jump in, like spheres. In spheres. But also the the idea of like what a great movie sphere doing your doing liquid feet and then chore- choreographing other people's stuff. It sounds that's like a dream. better. Yeah, that's probably better than being yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. But also, I, I'm also like, who goes to dance show? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who the fuck who, goes to dance who shows? Who goes to but, the shows? But but you know, you have the opportunity because you are multidisciplinary. To write your own show that does right. everything you want it to. Now, y- you might not, and I, and I don't mean to be a naysayer, Mm-mm. you might not make a million dollars doing that. I don't need a million dollars. You might not even make five. I. But. You might lose a million dollars. You would be or lose five. You would be able to use all those things. Right. You know. I feel like I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. The liquid. Uh, yes, show. absolutely. Um, but I guess I feel like because you're now going back to class. My sense is that there is a desire to do more of that kind of thing. I'm happiest when I'm dancing, and so I'm just trying to figure out. So you're agree- ha- you're agreeing with me? Yes. Okay. Of like, yeah, I'm just trying to have that in my life. Like it's, I also spent too much time actively avoiding dance Mm because I thought I had to when I was 18 when I was like oh I'm not going to be a professional dancer so like therefore I can never dance again like I did a weird footloose town shit on my own life and um (laughs) and it was such a bummer it was really painful but I think that was also part of the grieving process like it was too painful to just dabble Mm -hmm. but now I'm just happy to dance and I don't know if I will like you said make any money off of it ever but it makes me happy therefore I should be doing it yeah Absolutely. I was thinking of the scene from Footloose where, like, the <laughs> preachers, like, or John Lithgow is, like, um, you know, just talking about how, like, we should the kids shouldn't be able to dance. It's just, just Amber. <laughs> Amber can't. <laughs> Everyone else is fine. You do have a contentious relationship with Lithgow, don't you? Uh-huh. <gasps> Perceived it. Sorry to bring that up. <laughs> I knew, and I brought it up anyway, and I'm sorry. Um, all right. Delusions of grandeur. Jamie. Me? I thought we were going to Alan. No. Shit. That's a delusion right there. <laughs> that is a delusion. Out in the open. Um, for delusions of grandeur, I thought I would talk about my Can you, can you do me a favor and sit on your hands again? Yeah. I can't. What? Okay. Or just hold on to the armrests or something. <laughs> it seems like it should be easier than this. <laughs> like, you should just be able to make a decision, I'm not going to do this anymore and not do it anymore. But Habits That's not my break. strong point. Yeah. Are you Landing smoking? Is, uh, maybe. Ah, I said it. I didn't. I, I believed I in I you, Jamie. You didn't smoke a cigarette, though, did you? No. Yeah, because you don't smell like it. See, there we go. No, but are you? In yeah. general, it's been a struggle, and I've been in and out. Mm. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Right now. Oh, you're quitting too? Yeah, I'm trying. It's so fucking hard. It really is. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail anything. No. No, this didn't set it off. Uh, um, anyway, where were we? What were we talking? You about? were going to talk about delusions. Oh, of sitting on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think about this a lot, but um, when I talk to young comedians. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a delusion of grandeur right there. <laughs> it's not. I talk to comedians that are young. But the, what, what, the implication there. I know a lot. I know a fuck ton about stand-up comedy mm-hmm. and comedy in general. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for 14 years, mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot. And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so funny. To I only performed stand-up for <laughs> two or three years. Um. 
profess being an expert while you're literally sitting on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up, sit down. I get it. <laughs> I've seen thousands of hours of stand-up comedy, and even mm. though I haven't performed thousands of hours of it, I, I feel confident. Qualified. Qualified to give mm. people... Um, you give good pep talks. I do. I'm good at pep talks. But one of the uh, recurring Why things. are you plugging Eddie's podcast? Is that still He on? quit our show. Does, uh, how's his podcast doing? What are the hits? Yeah, are the I, don't, hits? I, I don't know. I okay. Don't know. But I tell the story of myself, and um, when I meet with a lot God, of young comics. that must comics. be such a thrill for the young comics. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Hey, Jamie, it's me. <laughs> I remember we talked last week, Licking and I'm a, a little, <laughs> I'm a little older now, but can you... Can you tell me the story of you again? Well, young Cyrus, uh, put the balloon down. <laughs> it's actually the balloon it's down. actually Paul, but go ahead. <laughs> Cyrus, Paul, look, I know we're in a competitive field and there's a lot of youngsters out there. Uh, gay, 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 gay. Um, so <laughs> I, I talk about my own experience <laughs> in stand-up. When I was doing stand-up, I did it for about two or three years. I probably did it 150 times. Not a lot. That's like a very small amount of time. It's buck not, 50. What's that? Buck 50. <laughs> buck 50. Tell about a buck 50. But when I was doing it, and I was performing around town, and I would go up with my note cards most of the time, and I would do my jokes. Note cards? Note cards. You'd have like index cards. Sometimes, yeah. That's so interesting. I, uh, I don't ever see that. Really? Yeah. And he would, he would, after he was done with a joke, he would fling the index card <laughs> towards the audience and make a crashing sound. That was only about six months. That was the the crash test, fucking comic baby. That was my kind of tagline. I was like, "Crash, motherfucker!" <laughs> He's got crashed. <laughs> um, I did do a character called the Lynx, and um, after every joke, I would have a growling sound come on, and I would say, "You got Lynx, man, uh, or girl, depending on their g- gender." You were only performing to one person at a time. <laughs> In some cases. No wonder, like no wonder you had that jam session last week. <laughs> but in my mind, I was ready to take on the world. I was like, you know, put me on stage at the improv or any club, and I was ready for Conan, and my jokes were so funny. And now that I've been booking the improv for the last four years, I look back at that time and realize I was so delusional, <laughs> like insanely delusional. Like I wasn't even close to ready. Now when I see... um comics on their career path and I, I watch them do the set and of course it's just part of built into like the the mindset of a comic you have confidence you think you're funny and well you wouldn't do it if you didn't think that you were good or funny right yeah well you think i mean we've all been to enough open mics and seen people that are just that's sad insane insane mm-hmm. can't go to enough open mics no <laughs> <laughs> but now i'm able to see like where people think they're at and they're like you know it's, comics have been doing co- you know comedy for two years three years and they're like i'm ready to go on stage at a club and i'm able to now see like where they're at in their head delusion wise i don't tell them they're delusional <laughs> what do you how do you say it well I, just, I mean i can tell them now you're not ready yet but i'm now i'm able to kind of understand and empathize where they're at and why they think the way the way they do mm-hmm. and a big part of it too is that you do small shows around town and you do shows for the same group of 100 to 200 people and you get laughs because people start to know you and it's your community but it gives that sense of delusion where then you think you're able to go on and, and kill at, a, at the club level or for a big crowd or for TV or anything else so anyway I was delusional and now I'm using that to help others 
that are delusional. And that makes me a... Psychologist. Superhero, <laughs> I guess is what we call it. It's a... Uh, <laughs> do you have any questions based on the last two, three minutes of words that came out of my <laughs> mouth, which were subsequently in my brain? <laughs> no, I think you. I think you have to be delusional to do comedy. Yes. I mean, I think th- there's no way around it because you, you you will often, especially early on, but even later on, you'll go up in front of an audience and you'll suck and you'll go, "That wasn't my fault. That was their fault," which is insane. Of course, it was your fault. <laughs> it's always you know? your fault. But you have to tell yourself well, that they were wrong and you are right. So that you go in a up larger sense. I know that I am funny. No right. matter what those people's reaction was, right? Um, I, I've never had that experience, but my, <laughs> that's my understanding. No, there's such thing as a shitty audience too. Oh, Once yeah. in a while. <laughs> Once in a while. But by and large, if you're going up time and time again, and no one's liking what you do, then it's time to mm-hmm. reshift. But um, but now I think I mean my goal now is to enchant the world. That's been my goal for the last four years, and I still fucking believe that that's going to happen. I do believe I'm going to put TV shows on to TV. Uh, I do believe I'm going to make movies. I do believe that um, I'm going to create the next big comedy brand. So I'm, I wonder if 10 years from now on this podcast, I'm going to be like, I'm telling young enchanters of the world <laughs> that, uh, that they're crazy and delusional. But um, it's a weird, it's a weird balance you have yeah. to find, you know, like I, you know, I, when I was probably two years into doing standup and by that time I had been doing you know, improv professionally for a long time, but that's a totally different thing. But so I felt like, oh, I'm ready for this. I can do this. This is going to be a thing. And I would say two years into my stand-up career, I sent a tape to a very big, prestigious comedy festival. And I don't know if it was for that or maybe it was other things. Maybe it was personal reasons. Maybe it's just because I've never been any good. They have never looked at me ever since then. Yeah, that's not true. I auditioned for them a couple of times, but they were like, they were the kind of auditions that are done just like pro forma, you know, like, uh, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll put you on tape in front of an audience of 20 people and somebody will look at it as opposed to, we're going to put you up at the improv to audition for this festival and, and see what happens. And I, and in my mind, and again, I don't know this for a fact, but I always believed it was because I sent them a tape way too soon, and people look at a tape and go, "Oh, this person's not going to be ready for five years or whatever," you know. Um, by the same token, like I said, I would not still be doing this if I was not. I guess delusional is different from delusions of grandeur, but. Um, well, if you look at the percentages, I mean, this is the long shot podcast in part because it's. What we're pursuing is a long shot. I I don't agree with that. Agree with what? That that's why this show is called that. That's part of it. No, it's not. I know it's like a Charlie Chaplin quote, but yes, I tell people all the time then that that's part of it. I know. I was actually you made that up for yourself though. That was not something we ever discussed discussed early on. I was thinking about our name recently Mm -hmm. and being like, uh oh. In like the secret sense of creating your own reality, we're not like setting up. Good fortune for us. Should have been the sure <laughs> shot. The sure, sure shot, shot would have been better. Um, no, that's a good uh, bit of advice. Just for I get that all the time. People submit emails, and I definitely remember when I was sending. I had a tape because I did like this student show at the Improv, and I, it's terrible. I mean, there's some funny jokes, but it just I was so not ready at all. But I sent that to other bookers, 
And I, I get that every single day of the week, like emails and Facebook messages like, hey, I'd love to get up. And they send me a oh, clip. That's I'm like, so annoying. It must be so annoying. That's like a, a bad clip from a bad show. <laughs> and you've only been doing it for two years. Like, I, um, hold off. And I that's like the best they got. <laughs> I, I remember being, I remember that. That's like why it sucks. It's like, uh. but, but I think every, like, I still send out a that. clip from a student show. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like it's I'm... why the Titanic sank. The opposite. Like, I sort of admire people who are that delusional and ambitious because I'm like, I'm just not good enough. Like, nobody wants me. But that's me. a whole other weird thing, and I think that's very specific to comedy. At least that's mm-hmm. how I... That's my... Opinion. I'm not stating this is a fact, although most of the things I say are facts. <laughs> this is just my opinion that people who, a lot of people who are good stand up comics have a very weird combination of delusions of grandeur or, or egocentrism or megalomania or something yeah. like that. And then also tremendous insecurity low and self-esteem. low self esteem. Yeah, it's a fun mixture. And it's like that combination <laughs> that I think makes people. Uh, funny a lot of the time. Well, this year I've just been asking people to be on their show because I just I've decided like I have to. It's like eating vegetables or brushing your teeth. But every time I'm like, ugh, I'm so sorry I'm doing this. Not just that I'm annoying you, but like I'm sorry because why would you want me on your show? <laughs> but um, I'm trying to like reframe that in my head of like they I I'm doing. I know, a favor. and it's so it's so hard. I mean, I, and I know there are people who have no trouble doing that. Yeah, you know, but I even now feel like I have to be so apologetic right. to people of like, hey, I know this is a pain in the ass, but is there any chance of me? But that's also doing your so show annoying. In the like next being too couple of months. apologetic while you're asking. All right, fuck you. It it's comes better, off though. as like ugh. I'd rather get that though. <laughs> I appreciate that than other than than just, being like, hey, there is an art to like yeah. getting back into producing a show and like people hitting you up. It's like there are good. Messages and they're yeah. fucking. What like, uh, what show are you producing, Alan? <laughs> uh, whatever. It's an Eagle Rock. It's at the Center for the Arts. It's fun. It's Can a great a show. It's fun. Uh, speaking of <laughs> delusions of grandeur, Alan Strickland Williams. Jesus Christ. That's I, what fun, is going through your head. I told, <laughs> I Jamie was like the the topic is delusions of grandeur. Bring a story, and I was like, the story is me. (laughs) Like I definitely, I kind of really would just piggyback on what you guys were just talking about. Like, I think that you have, like, well, for one thing, like big, big picture, like the American dream is a delusion of grandeur. Like, just like every child is told, you're definitely going to be a success. You're going to do it, and you're. I've never been told that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, you're special, and you're. you're Never been told that either. So that's like crazy. You heard my parents. That was not their vibe. But they like, that is like, but you do need that. You do need that to like think that you can do anything different or whatever. And I try, and like, and that's like one thing that I knowingly like self aware struggle with. It's like, is this the good kind of delusion of grandeur right. or am I becoming a fucking asshole? It's a hard, it's a hard right. balance to find. And you just have to hope that you are mentally fit enough yeah. to right. know when you're going too far. Well, and I would argue the fact that you're even having that conversation or that thought process like means you're erring totally. on the good side. Right. Checking yourself yeah. before you wreck yourself. <laughs> well, and there's benchmarks that you have to hit. I mean, like if you're, if you're doing it for five years and you cannot get booked on any show, then maybe you're delusional. But, you know, if you look at all of your careers, you're getting booked on shows and, and doing late night and these things at least are giving you some validation. Right. That you're on the right path. 
right you do have a sense of like positive inertia mm -hmm. or, or movement it, it's it's interesting too just thinking about you know just on the level of like the comedy scene and you see some people that have been doing it for so long right that like at this point it's like and it's not it's not getting any better and that's fine. That's fine. Like, what, are you, not, what are you trying to say? Anna? I'm just saying, like, at some point, it's like, it's like, it's no longer a delusion of grandeur. It's like a delusion of mediocrity. Right. It's like, it's like you're just like, but you're also just holding people, on. Right. Well, like, people with that, I'm like, what? What is really going through this person's mind? What is going on? Yeah. What do they think is happening when they're on stage? Yeah. Maybe it's just a hobby for them, and that's and maybe okay. That's it. You have yeah. to, you have to hope that. The problem I have with that, though is there's only so much performing to go around and there's only right. so much audience to go around so the people who do that fuck it up for the right. rest of the people who You're don't do that and I'm not saying it's me and but. those people are the people who mind fuck me because I'll sure. be like I'll be like I'm not that bad like stop beating yourself up and then you see that person you're like but what if I'm that person and no one's telling me because I'm too nice oh god that's the worst <laughs> Amber yeah. you have great energy uh, I will say that oh I also wanted to say congratulations look how everybody on this podcast talks about how nice they are <laughs> look, I am I mean, too nice <laughs> I am too nice we, Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say we did a good thing. None of us made a 311 joke when you were talking about energy. <laughs> that is. That's so impressive. We did a good job. We moved far away enough from it that I figured did we Did they have a song called Energy? No, Amber is the color of your energy. Oh, well, well, now the, we did it. The year that that song came out. <laughs> Sorry. Ev like, she did it to herself. That's a, it's okay if Amber Like, um, maybe 15 different guys oh, yeah, played that sure. for me like hey there's this song I want I've had it. girls play songs for me too all right <laughs> oh man that's so funny <laughs> like at the same time you're getting stared at the same song <laughs> girls Amber is the cover energy why, why are you playing me a 311 song that's too young of a oh, band for so me great. That's so great. But my like the <clears throat> the, the kicker is ugh, the kicker. But um the first it like worked. The first guy who played it for me I dated for like seven years. Nice. <laughs> Look, Amber, I know you're dating somebody already, but I wanna play you Amber's the color. Hey Amber, I know two people already played it for you and you're dating one of them, but I wanna Hey Amber, I have a song I wanna play for you, even though I know that you've already heard it three Hey Amber. I started guessing what song it was gonna be, and they're like, <clears throat> "No, like, there's no way you've heard it before." Oh my god, <laughs> gross! It's like, and then like the radio DJ's like, "Amber, if you're driving right now, <laughs> bet you never heard this one." Here we go. Here Is we it a good go. song? No. Is it like a high-paced like? No, no it's, it's, it's like a ballad. Okay. It's like a. I thought they were known for like rap rock. It's like you are listening to ska. the coast. It's like SoCal. <laughs> this next number is going out to Amber from Steve and You've Phil and Bob and Dave, George, Malcolm, Alden, Alton, Chester, Fremont, and Baloney Kid. <laughs> Didn't we got a three eleven rock block for yeah. all the Ambers out there. I'll play it for you later. 311 minutes of shit. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Commercial free. So would you say that's your only delusion of grandeur, Alan? Uh, well, it's, I guess there is like just that sort of overwhelming like, oh, you have to do, like that. that is definitely why I started comedy. It started from the worst possible place of like, I can do that. Like mm. just the most like asshole-ish. But like, you were right. <laughs> well, with, but that's, okay, so here's like one story 
that like really I try to remember a lot whenever I am starting to like get a little out like too big, big headed. I remember doing a fucking open mic in um, in North Hollywood, not at Haha ha Cafe, but at like Cafe Magnolia, some ca- some place like that. And it was one of those like mixed music, mm. spoken word open mics, just like the worst possible thing. And I'm probably two, three months into doing stand-up at this point, and I think I am just so, <laughs> I don't even think I'm good or funny, I'm just like, yeah, but I deserve it. Like, right. I just need, like, this is for me, blah, blah, blah. And I go up, and I just have one of the worst sets ever. And I my jokes were bad. I was bad. I was not good. And I... Did was... you ever do a joke that was like, hey, that was like bark for bark? <laughs> <laughs> that was my opener, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, and close it. And People that was were just it. like, what is he talking about? <laughs> no, but a bunch of cats. When that, doesn't, when that doesn't work, you've had a rough set. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JB, put it down. Let's put it down. Um, we're recording this, right? Okay. <laughs> Taping. Taping. But anyway, I so... have to give you a bow. <laughs> wow. Is my tail wagging right now? Because uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Wait, that one. That one. <laughs> that one was uh, those are the best ones, the ones that don't really. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like two steps away from a joke. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to put a step away collar on me. Really. And flam. Because I'm a dog. Because <laughs> I'm a dog. <laughs> flam off the tee. Oh, uh, stays on the fairway, but he's only about halfway to the hole. <laughs> um, so anyway, I have this like terrible set. And it goes so badly. And I'm so in my head just like, I'm doing the fuck them. They don't get right. it. Like, I, And I walk out and I immediately just get off stage and just walk directly like Into out. Into traffic. Into traffic, I wish. <laughs> just walk out. And then I like, and I slammed the door of the place. I was like, oh. And I'm like, I'm also like, I don't know, maybe a year into living in LA in general. Like, it's like, what am I doing? Like a year out of college, like who am I, this monster? I say, and I was just like, and I like slammed the door, and then I immediately was just like, "Don't ever fucking do that again, Alan. Like, don't be like that." And ever since then, I just tried to remember that because I was so, even though no one, well, people saw me at the open mic, not like they matter or anything, but I was so Snapped. embarrassed. <laughs> a bunch of beat poets, not just like, like these just other human beings just a bunch with of dreams and <laughs> desires even matter. One guy, I still remember. One guy had a. Uh, spoken word uh, thing that was said in Downey, Downey, California. I don't know why. Oh, and you, and you went there? I, I thought that, that was yeah, a language was... that I didn't know. No, it was like this whole I thought you had written it out in fabric softener. It was in Down Syndrome Downey language. Good one. Good one. <laughs> it's not a joke. Now you're not just... even, you're, you're just brainstorming words. You're free associating. <laughs> was... Down Syndrome language, Downey. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet paper. Thank you, folks. I'm Jamie Flam. That was Amber. <laughs> you way. just got flam. <laughs> flam flam. Links. Continue. I think that's. I think my delusions of grandeur are pretty much to comedy. By, by, by the way, uh, delusions of grandeur. Grandeur. Dog. D O G. Bring it full circle, <laughs> like a big bowl of kibbles and bits. What? Circular bowl. <laughs> Circular bowl. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> they do have square bowls, I guess. Sorry, you guys are all silent. I guess I'm running <laughs> laps around you like a lapping dog lapping up his water and food from his bowls. <laughs> Change the version of laughing. I really, I, I, I'm lost. Like, I don't know what's... 
Dog lost. Post her up. <laughs> Will he be found? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a $1,000 reward if you can find Sean's sense of humor. Apparently he doesn't have one. My, I think my sense of humor is fairly easy to find. Only you couldn't find it with... With a seeing eye dog. <laughs> Two by four. With a leash. Ten foot pole. I wouldn't touch both that. hands on yeah. your ass. You couldn't find your ass with two hands. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, I Alan, want to declare myself the winner of the last five minutes. Yes, please do, because that fits with our theme. Ooh. Oh, oh uh, whoa. <laughs> you know, whoa. I was just kidding, guys. You know, I got to say, I'm going to declare you the winner, too. You are on a roll. You are killing right now. You really are killing. <laughs> That's the what best. were you going to say? <laughs> oh, my God. That is the That's the best. No, I like that. <laughs> you let the dogs out. <laughs> I, I prefer you directly attacking Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I play a character. Um, Sometimes I don't. No, I, I was just thinking of the layers of delusions. Because mm. I also, I think part of me thinks that it's awesome that I don't have delusions. Like, it's a delusion in itself that I'm like, yeah, I'm better than them because I will work harder. Like, Oh, no, I I get that. I also... But, I, like, they're all lies. So, whatever. Just use whatever if, works for you. If you're in L.A., you have some sort... I just feel like that's... Right. The, like, there's something going on. You want something more than you had wherever... Maybe right. you're from... Whatever, but... I moved an hour away. <laughs> Well, but still, that's a big move, though. Yeah. Like, it's a totally different world. And I, I remember when I first started, I was like, I was, I pri- prided myself on eventually not having, I was like, this is just a hobby. Like, right. I'm just doing it because it's fun. And then it's like, no, I want to, like, actually right. do this. And right. that is insane. It's insane to think right. you can do it. Like, it, it, it's it, a crazy it's thing. It's crazy. Yeah. It is. It makes no sense. The the odds are like stacked against you, no matter who well, you are. To go back to the cards thing. Yeah. But I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> like meeting You got to know when to f- <laughs> Doing this podcast. There's I've met people who are my heroes that I would like give my right leg to have their career and they see themselves as sure. failures. Yeah. So even success is like a I'm relative untangible. I'm saying I would see myself as a failure, Amber. <laughs> You are saucy tonight. (laughs) How's this for delusions of grandeur? Me, at the age of 12, being angry at my parents for not supporting the fact that I was going to play professional baseball. And then I got to high school and got cut after the first round But is that because they planted that seed? Is that because they planted that down? Check this out. I got cut before the first round of tryouts, or after the first round of tryouts, but not before I lost my digital watch at the tryout in left field and had to have the coaches, (laughs) as the sun is going down, comb the field with me to find the digital watch I had felt it it was appropriate to wear to a baseball tryout. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Yes, we found it. Oh, good. Mr. Foley found it for me. Well, Back I'll, in Casio, I'll say. I, I think Timex maybe, or mm-hmm. one of the other, uh, one of the other great digital companies of a bygone era. Yes. As a kid, <clears throat> I was way more delusional, and I think this is why I'm like so desperately keeping myself in check because, like, once I was aware, I was embarrassed how much I was like, I'm the best, and I would like write plays <clears throat> and make everyone be in them, and I was the star of everything, and I was, I was just like 
embarrassed by how I did that. But real talk, Halloween, when I was three years old, my mom suggested I could be a ballerina and I was livid. Because I was like, I can't dress up as a ballerina. I am a ballerina. So. Yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from when you're three years old. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I remember when I was a kid at, at Thanksgiving one year, all my cousins came to town from various parts of the country. And I took a play, what you're talking yeah. about, um, not that I had written, but that I found in a library book about, it was called. I still remember it was called Bartholomew's Joyful Noise, and it was about a kid who played the drums at the first Thanksgiving. So it was the you know the pilgrims and the the you know the the people they the native murdered the, the native Americans. Cherokees. There was a lot of stuff on both sides back then. Let's let's not get carried away, okay? Uh, neither side comes away smelling like a rose. All right, but one side's alive still. Things got worse. As, 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 as I actually time think went the pilgrims on. are all dead. I don't think the pilgrims like. I think the pilgrims and nobody walks around actually. going, "Look, I'm a pilgrim. We won." You know? That's a good point. Um, but I said so. So we did this whole thing. I cast everybody, and everybody had their part. And you know, there was probably 15 of us in the play. And then it was time for the curtain call. This was all in my my grandparents' basement, and. Uh, and I was like, you know, this person played this character, and this person played this character, and this person played this character, and whatever. And I was this character, and I was also the director and the producer. And I heard my mother, you know, there's all these adults there. And as soon as I said that, I heard my mother go, of course. And in my head, for a long, long time, she was basically saying, like, he's being arrogant right. by by telling us this and by giving himself all this responsibility. And what I realized in retrospect, and this is a this is why there was always so much communication difficulty with right. those people Your parents? that my that my parents are. <laughs> uh, because really I think what she was saying was like who else would do this? Right. You know? Nobody else is gonna try to get everybody else to be in this sure. play and cast it and do all this right. stuff. And uh, yeah, so I had delusions of Whatever that is, mm. um, failure, delusions of failure, yeah. delusions of arrogance. Uh, what else? Anything else before we uh, take a break? Great. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's take a break. What, Jamie? Oh, I think we'd be remiss not to uh, mention that tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day. Well, we're not done with the episode. Yeah, <sighs> we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Sean from The Long Shot, and I just wanted to tell you guys some very exciting news. Sattva is the only online luxury mattress brand that designs, manufactures, and installs across America, the United States of America. Their Innerspring Euro top model is the highest rated mattress on Google. This is a Forbes top 100 company to watch in 2015. Since they have no physical retail stores, they are able to offer their premium mattress at a fraction of the price without any of the industry markup. It actually says they're able to offer our a premium mattress, but I think that's just a typo. Uh, Sattva is launching a new brand, Loom & Leaf, right now at South by Southwest. 
the festival, which from here is actually east. Uh, they've partnered up with A&E and their hit show Bates Motel, which I believe was based on some movie that I don't remember. A&E's Bates Motel is actually open for business. You can stop by and enter your name for a chance to stay the night at the Bates Motel during South by Southwest and for a chance to win a Loom and Leaf mattress. Now, for me, if I was at South by Southwest, I'd want the Loom and Leaf mattress more because I probably was already paying for a motel and who knows if I can get a refund. Loom and Leaf is the perfect premium memory foam mattress made with the highest quality plant-based foam sourced in the US. There is a high standard of echo responsibility. It has a proprietary cooling gel that is designed to expel heat. It's a cooling gel that is designed to expel heat, uh, which is, the, as far as cooling gels go, it's the best kind. And a cover of plush organic cotton. Combined with the plant-based foam, the Lumen Leaf is a healthier memory foam mattress that keeps cool all night because of the, the cooling gel expelling heat. You're getting a $4,000 Tempur-Pedic for half the price, which would be less than $4,000. Like Sattva, Lumen Leaf offers delivery with courtesy installation and takeaway. They'll install your mattress in your room, take away the trash, and even take away your old bed if you want. They might even show you the magic of tidying up, and you can try their 75-day trial hassle-free which means 75 days is, that's more than a month. You can follow Lumen Leaf on Twitter, at Lumen Leaf. That's at L-O-O-M-A-N-D-L-E-A-F. Loom, like the thing you, you make uh, tapestries on, and leaf, the things that fall from trees or are in a notebook. Lumen Leaf, at Lumen Leaf on Twitter, and look for them on Facebook to find out more about how to win a memory foam mattress at South by Southwest. Find out more about how to win a memory foam mattress at South by Southwest at Lumen Leaf on Twitter and look for them on Facebook. I presume on Facebook you would just search their full name, not the at part. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, I want that. I want that mattress. It sounds exciting and it sounds like it expels heat with cooling gel you listen to the long shot we're back you're listening to a podcast it is called <laughs> the are? long shot you are listening to us in real this podcast yes thank you um it's time for a segment on the show that is called parting shots Let's start today with Amber. <laughs> that was such a loud itch. I was. Um, so I'm going to talk more about cleaning my room because it's fascinating. People love it. <laughs> um, you got so many nooks. Well, first of all. Not to mention all the crannies. Like the whole, I read this book. I didn't mention that before. Oh, I read a book, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen Ooh, boys sang me the same song, and I read a book. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Okay, Amber. <laughs> um, On the road to boredom. <laughs> uh, okay. Helter, skelter. <laughs> that didn't make sense. But um, 
Gone with the wind. Asleep. Keyword gun. <laughs> okay, so I the the whole point of this book, it's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. It's you really good. I highly recommend it. How dare you? What? The what the what Why? of tidying up? Why are you mad? I don't understand what's happening right now. I just don't like life-changing magic. <laughs> Honestly, this would change your life if you read this book. Anyway, um, and you you sort everything by category instead of by location. Like that, she was saying that's where a lot of people go wrong. Is like you'll do this cabinet and that's fine, but then you do the next cabinet and it has similar items oh, and it yeah, it gets blows. out of order. So you just have to find. You want to model your life after Family Feud. Well, that's how things get misplaced because you're like, oh, does it go here? Does it go there? Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, so you have to take everything of a like kind together. So at one point I put together all of my like just straight up hair products and it was I took a picture of it. My phone's dead or else I show you guys. But it was like this mound of like gels, hairsprays, mousses, brushes, combs, hair dryers, pins. Like I never clips. do clips. I never do my hair. I, I do my hair once a month, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, this is a ridiculous amount of things to own for someone who By never way, does her hair. As you're saying that, what I'm realizing is that you have been unable to keep your headphones on this whole time <laughs> yeah. because of your hair. You just keep reaching up and pulling your headphones back on. I have a little head. And it's because of your hair. Um, second parter. I'm just so happy Alan's here. Alan's one of my best buddies, and it's really cool oh, to have you, him my guest on that the show. It's good to be here. Like, you being on Conan was one of the greatest nights of my life. And I know that makes no sense, but it, it was really cool. That means a lot. It makes me smile. I like Alan a lot. Thank you. I, I remember, I, we might have talked about this one, but, but I was doing my show, The Bebop Heroin Hour. That's one of the, I, when you were talking about that, I, I just remembered The Eclectic. I used to go to shows there even before I did I remember you introducing up. yourself as a brash, young, delusional comedian. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> when I was that same thing. <laughs> but I was running a theater. But anyway, you've come a long way. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> I love it when you talk to the young comics. <laughs> Alan, I, wow, watching you grow has been illuminating. I think uh, if you want advice as a young comic, it's, uh, didn't ask for any, though, it's yeah. about connection, not validation. <laughs> oh, okay. That, I don't understand. But okay. And it's being you, ultimately. Sure. I hate myself, but yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> no, just playing. Uh, and podcasting's huge. You should get your own podcast. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a long shot to me. <laughs> and how long do people have to sit and listen to you when they hear your story of yourself? Um, I so as long as forty-five minutes or as longer, two and a half hours. <laughs> Wait, that's a weird that's way. That's a great way. Talking. Yeah. Well, it could be as long as, or it could be even longer than that. Or as longest. Oh uh, I've got a six and a half week email uh, advice it's in thing real going time. on. <laughs> Every day, they haven't responded once. That's it. Well, I'd like I'm, to. I'd like I'm to done. get that. You know what was my piece point. of advice today that I gave myself? Your inbox is not your to-do list. And for me, getting a thousand emails, I always feel like I need to like respond to every single one. And then I can I do emails constantly all day, and I'm actually doing the things I want to do. So I sent that in, in a revelatory moment. Like Jamie, just remember your inbox is not your to-do list. You don't 
have to respond to every single thing. Your to-do list needs to comprise of the big things that you want to be doing and need to be doing to actually be making progress and um, you know, um, completing and being productive and doing the things that you want. And as a young comic, I see a lot of people make that mistake where they feel like they're constantly responding to people and the things that are coming at them at such a high-speed rate where they're like, oh, this is getting overwhelming and you're not controlling your, really your destiny in the way you want to. So I'll look these comics in the eye and I'll just tell them that you need to be... I hope it never stops. You. <laughs> and if the second you stop being you, you stop being a member of, you know, uh, a citizen. That is, that is great <laughs> advice. That is great, great advice. Anyway. Um, so you're saying I should be who I am? Be myself. It's harder than it sounds. Don't stop being you. Yeah. Be you. <laughs> Just do you it. You be you. And you're doing it. Yeah. Right we're now. all doing it. Yeah. Just do it. We're just, succeeding. Just do the you. <laughs> just do the you. Before the you does the you first. Because then you're in trouble. <laughs> because the Nike swoosh, folks, it's not just a swoosh. It's actually a symbol. See, uh, this is one of those things I was talking about before where I'm like, I, I really, I honestly, honestly have no idea what's going on inside Jamie's head when he's doing one of those things. It may be nothing. But I think part of it is like, if I just keep talking... Is this the evil thought? This will become... No, no, no. This is just an observation. <laughs> Let's save this for another episode. Yeah. I'm actually but if I just right keep now. talking, this will be funny because it's just so long. You yeah, know? I think it's the tedi tedium is fun. Tedium makes me laugh, at least. Like someone just well, droning on about funny something. Because you could see in his eyes that he doesn't know where he's yeah. going. That's <laughs> not true. Oh, look, it's improv. I realize that I, I don't always know where I'm starting, or I don't ever know where I'm starting. But that's part of the the, the fun of it. I we, we ended with the Nike swoosh. No, no, no. We only ended because I stopped you. <laughs> I know that was going to keep going for as long as you just kept spouting bullshit. I like the idea. You kind of nailed it with no punchline. What is a punchline, really? D don't start, please. No, I mean. Let's no, break Jamie, it down. please don't. I You've done it. See, the thing about tedium being funny is it's only funny in very small doses. That's the idea. Not when you part. do the same bit eleven times on the show. Also, I I was like, I didn't realize he was going into the same bit again. I was kind of like, oh, I like talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I like I, talking about. I would just lines. argue that we are different audiences for each other. Just because you don't understand or get <laughs> what <laughs> it's not that I don't understand it I don't understand why that's what it is I don't understand why you think that's funny every time you do it or why you, you don't even know that's it you don't even think it's funny but yet you plow ahead <laughs> going this could eventually work that's absolutely the task at least he's committed yeah but why this is that thing of like, if it's not working over and over and over and over again, doesn't there come a point where you go, maybe I should try another thing? No, That's because funny. time and time again, it, it works out in a way that people love it and are laughing and they're like, God, that guy's so broke. Don't encourage him, please. <laughs> Do not. Is my batting percentage 100%? No. <laughs> Hell, is it 400? By the way, batting no. percentages are not <laughs> measured in percent. Um, but I do know this. I'm going to swing and... That would be batting oh, a 1,000. Sometimes I'm going to strike out and sometimes I'm going to hit a grand slam into the parking lot. 
Is it going to hit someone in the head sometimes? Sure. sure maybe. Some unsuspecting person was walking away with their big box of popcorn thinking that it was the best day of their life, and they end up with a concussion. But God knows that the batter isn't always at fault. And as long as you swing, and as long as you look at that pitcher in the eye and try to gauge if it's going to be a, a crunch ball or a, <laughs> <laughs> or a Advice splitter. is also funny, too. Advice is, like, in this particular context. I think having Ellen on is uh, for this particular argument is not... I'm also bad because I love, like, actual jokes, but I also love stupid bullshit. Like, I love, like, the dumbest... Welcome like... to your ultimate <laughs> wet dream. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm awake and I'm uh, ejaculating, so uh, <laughs> I think this is a... Uh... See, now that was way more of a That's joke. Of a that joke. was yeah, way yeah. more of a joke. <laughs> Look, I've got a bigger arsenal than I think you realize. No, you don't. <laughs> Believe me. I know your arsenal top to bottom, and it's really mostly just top to top, because that's as far as it goes. Anyway, this has been a lot of fun. I disagree. That was all my checking in, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we haven't gotten to anybody yeah, else yap away. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll go next. Here's my thing. Well, two things. Parting shot. I said checking in, huh? It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> time is a flat circle. Uh, like a dog bowl. Yes. <laughs> I already used up all my stuff in checking in, but here's a couple other things. One is I saw the documentary last night. We were talking about documentaries before. I don't know if you remember, because you've had so many thoughts during this last seven hours that uh, uh, I watched... I still hate Christian Leitner last night. Are you familiar with that? Mm -hmm. It was one of those 30 for 30 documentaries on ESPN. A lot of them are really great. Some of them I'm not interested in, but most of them are really, really great. And this was a great one. Is that the guy who caught the ball? No. (laughs) Caught it, and then he shot it, and then he made it. In a different sport he was than a, he was a basketball he was a college basketball player and then a professional I basketball how player. I stupid that yeah. sounded. But in my head, I had no. A that clear was that picture. was Willie Mays who caught the no, ball. No, 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 no. I was never mind. I saw the one about the. I don't know any of the names. The Gang I, of Four. But I Chinese do Revolution? like Thirty for Thirties, but I don't retain yeah. the names. Well, you have to kind of know what they are before you watch. Not necessarily. Them. No, no, no. But I'm saying to retain it. Right. You have exactly, to know who they exactly. are. But th- you I can s- still enjoy it in the moment. Right. But you're not going to be like, oh, it was the one about uh, Reggie Miller and Patrick Ewing and Anthony Mason and Charles Oakley and John Starks. You oh, know, the like- Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I I was referring to the one, and I really liked it. I don't know if you guys saw it about the guy who. The Cubs guy. Yes. Barton. Thank God you knew what I was talking Steve about. Steve Barton. Like, how am I going to get here? Who caught the ball and then faced death threats leaving the stadium yeah, yeah, and yeah. then has vanished off the face of the right. earth ever since then. That one was really interesting. Yeah. It was um, all about scapegoats. Society yeah. needs in, scapegoats. In a, in a sense, that's what this one was about, too. Like, why, why do people hate name. this guy so much when he was such a great, great college basketball player and not, didn't have such a great professional career? Anyway, I really enjoyed it because I remember all these things happening Mm -hmm. when I was younger, but it's also this weird thing about how I remember those things happening, but they happened a long time ago, but the things that in my life were going on at that time seem very recent. So there's a different- That's always so weird. And then also that he is now a guy who's probably two or three years younger than I am, and his career has been over for like 10 years. Back then he was- (laughs) 13 years younger than he was 10 years ago so 
But I'm just saying, like, he's been retired for 10 years and he's still younger than I am. And that's such a weird thing yeah. to me. I mean, he's obviously doing other things. But to have all these moments of greatness in your yeah. life at such a young age, knowing it sounds like a nothing nightmare. is ever going to live up to that again, yeah. you know? Um, that's the other thing. Having all your dreams come I, true, then what do you do? And I guess that's not totally true because you can talk about, you know, he has a family now and that's going to be amazing for him. I mean, Jack kids, are, kids are a pain in the ass, but, <laughs> you know. That a character? Um, wait, what, what was the ultimate character. reason? Was it because he was like like the most handsome, the, like white guy? There were all these reasons. Yeah, like he was such a privileged, wealthy Duke student. Yeah, Duke, not right, not yeah. true. Not from a privileged family. Lower middle class. Mother was an elementary school teacher. Father was like a printer at the local newspaper. But he came across as this, mm. yeah, you know, totally handsome. Like very <laughs> girls screaming every time he went on Hello. the court. And um, you know his haircut, and he was—he 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 had an attitude. You know, mm -hmm. he could back it up, but he played with an attitude. And they made a big point about the fact that he was white, and white guys aren't supposed to be that way. Right. White guys are supposed to play the game the right way. If a black guy has an attitude, it's okay because that's how black guys are. But white guys who have an attitude on the court—that's right. Somebody who's a total asshole. Uh, and there, there was other stuff too, but it, it just was really—it was an interesting thing, and and I thought he came across actually very well. But I mean, he still gets mentioned on Twitter seventy-two times a day or something really? like that. Huh. And during the NCAA tournament, which is when he hit these amazing shots, it goes up to like three hundred and fifteen times a day. People tweet about how much huh. they hate him, and they you know, <laughs> they sell T-shirts now that say "I still hate Christian Leitner." And this is twenty-five years ago. This stuff Whoa. happened. That's crazy. Um, so, anyway, I would highly recommend that if you have... Those people need to move on. <laughs> there was one guy who was hilarious. He wrote a book, he co-wrote a book called Duke Sucks, and I think I actually used to play basketball with the guy he co-wrote it with, but he still is so angry about Christian Leitner. He was coming up at North Carolina at the time that Christian Leitner was coming up at, at Duke, and it's, it's like his whole life is hating, hating Christian Leitner. It's not wow. a healthy life. You know? He's like that. That shot. He 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 shouldn't even have been in there. Like he was so over the top obsessed. Oh still, twenty five years shit. later. Yeah, Weird. it's like you're basically in love with that person. If your whole life right. is like built around them. Yeah, he's in love with her. No, but you, you know must what be I mean. in if love you're, if you're, with him. If you're giving that person that much energy, right? That's true. Um. All right. Let's go next to Alan. Alan, parting shots. Um. So. I was going to say, I totally agree with Amber about tidying up. <laughs> You're and a clean dude. I'm very clean. We were roommates for like a smidge. That's right. That's yeah, right. You were a great roommate. A scooch. A, a scooch, mm. a scooch. And I moved, and I had to move around a lot in that period, and I just kept getting rid of stuff, too. It's the best. It is the best feeling in the world, just purging shit, getting rid of it. And right now, I'm trying to read all the books I have, and then just read them, and then give them to someone, or get rid right. of like just whatever... Then also, I want to say that I totally agree with what you're saying about how your email inbox mm. is not your to-do list, but I, I, I do the exact opposite. Like that is exactly my to-do list. And when I clear everything and I get the little like, no new, it's like oh, it, it's like so happy. It's like no new mail exclamation point. And on heaven. your phone, there's actually a little picture of like a sun with a smiley <laughs> face, and it's just the it's literally the best feeling in the world. No, not to say it's not a, g a good feeling when you get through it, but oh. it's like I have thousands and thousands and thousands of emails in my email. 
I, I, I went one day, I just went through, one day I went through and I just deleted all my email because I was like starting over. I've heard that. And how did it feel? Amazing. And then I started I saying like I folders. should hold on to things, but for what? Yeah. Right. What? Like, I'm what am I going to gonna do? This. Yeah. I can always just ask that person again. Oh, that time have, that like... Amber said that funny thing <laughs> on email to me about that thing. I got to hold on to that. Hold well, on to it. that. Print yeah. it out and frame it. Um, uh, Put it on the fridge. Oh, so, also, I was going to say, if we're doing recommendations of things to watch, should see um, what we do in the shadows. I hear really it's funny. really good. I liked that. Last Man on Earth is really good, and I can't believe it's on a network. What about Mad Men? Have you checked out Mad Men yet? <laughs> Mad Men, uh, only the second episode of the third season is good. That's pretty good. But it was a good episode. <laughs> um, and Dawn. then, what else? Oh, You're the Worst is funny. I just watched that show. It's Who's on, in that? It's, it's, Aya Cash is like the only person I it's recognize on FX, from it, right? but it's on FX. Yeah. I think FXX even. There's so much good it's funny. There's a lot of funny stuff on TV right now. It's really yeah. weird. It's great. You guys should like, check out Mr. Pickles. <laughs> Always be promoting. By the way, if anybody here has watched Mr. Pickles, that show is crazy. It's insane. It's insanely fast. And so what happens during a season, I'm writing on this show right now, I have dreams like, and nightmares it's of- It's grotesque, the imagery. Well, that, it's not, yes, absolutely. But it's not even that. It's just like- it's nightmares of the writing process of like, oh, what can we change? What do we do? How do we fix it? What do uh, we make? How do we put it in there? What if we do this? And I never—it's never anything real, right? But it's like I have these frantic dreams. It's just of the pace. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Um, it's insane. So, I love working in television. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, all right, Jamie, parting shots. Happy fucking um, Irish Day of the Irish. Uh, where the world can celebrate the land of uh, air, E Y R E. I think is that right? Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, e I R E. Do you guys know what I'm talking e-I-R-E. about? E I R E. I never got that. That was I-R-E. something I learned from crossword puzzles in the last six years. Anyway, that's a fun fact. I mean, it's a, it's a great day to celebrate <laughs> wearing green. What's well, ironic, or not ironic, but. Uh, <clears throat> The holiday is tomorrow, and I, I wear my stupid green shirt today. Is that green? Yeah, I guess that is kind of green. Okay. Isn't it ironic? I wore green on March 16th. <laughs> um, and But Amber's wearing her, like, a green stripe thing, too. I was doing um, a club down in San Diego this weekend, and San Diego had St. Patrick's Day on Saturday, Ugh. and it was, Shitty. I mean, Shitty. Wor- worse, than, yeah. worse than World War Three. <laughs> Worse than whatever is going to happen to us. It was worse than that. It was so gross and bad. I never really experienced uh, St. Patrick's Day. Like in LA, it's not really a thing. I feel like in Boston and New York and all these other places, like oh, it's a thing. I was in Boston one year for St. Patrick's Day, and it was it was like being in uh, prison on Prison Day. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like the worst thing. Not a good day to be in prison. <laughs> not a good day. A lot of drinking. When I was when I was in high school, right before I was in high school, somebody from my high school had been on TV during the St. Patrick's Day Parade with a, t- a uh, sweatshirt from my high school nice. on it, drinking. So, you know, <laughs> so they didn't let us take the day off for St. Patrick's Day anymore when I was in high school, which meant that I had to take the train from the suburbs into the city uh, and then back. And so on uh, the way back, uh, the train was just packed, packed with, with people who had been there at the all parade day. all day. And so it was just, and I was like, 
you know, 14, and it was people, like, vomiting and passed out on the floor and, like, d- you know, playing cards poorly. Like, all the, you know, all the, all the drunk things you do. <laughs> playing cards poorly. <laughs> that guy fucking dealt him three thing. times in a row. <laughs> That's, Wait, you used you can't to put get a blue the day off? card on a yellow card. I never got one. it. The school oh. did. It was a Catholic school, oh, okay. a lot of Irish kids there, so That's bananas. They used to give it the day off, but not when I was there. So when I was there, I just dealt with just drunks vomiting oh. everywhere. Um Alan, could you impart some nugget of truth? Some uh Oh yeah, I got oh, Oh yeah, go, go. Here, here's here's what I'll say. This happened to me in real life, and I like to tell people. And this kind of goes into the illusions of grandeur too. So this is perfect. Um, when I first moved to LA, I it was the first time I was going back home since like college, um, <clears throat> and I think I had started doing stand up, and it wasn't going great. And I had no idea what I was doing. I think I also just got like laid off from like my like real job that I like moved here for or whatever, and. Um, I went back and I was like just really depressed. And I go to the airport and I give the guy at the TSA or whatever my ID. He looks at my ID and he goes, um, he goes, Alan? And I go, yeah. That's <laughs> already like good response. And then he just goes, um, squeeze the dream for all it's worth because no one's going to squeeze it for you. And I like looked at him and I just go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, it was and so uh, so, and I and I was funny because I was like, I hope he says that to every single person right. <laughs> that He's... goes through. But uh, but that I you think got that's true. you got one of the TSA's aphorism specials. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got an angel of advocacy. <laughs> yes, you did. That's great. And have you been squeezing? Yes, delusionally. Yes. Well, um, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I was gonna say I don't think. I don't All think right. Well, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, let's leave with the the old Irish toast that I've used before on the program. Didn't we do limericks one year? Oh, it was right. a disaster. Isn't that snowflakes for Muslim in my country? Oh, yeah. Snowing is a must in my country. Is a- I was aggressively mean to people. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> took took a while to repair that damage. Uh, no, here here's how it goes. It goes like this. May those that love us, love us. And as for those that don't, may God turn their hearts. And if he does not, may he turn their ankles so we may know them by their limping. (laughs) I had a drink on that. Uh, We'll see you next time on The Long Shot. Thanks for listening. Alan Strickland Williams, where, where, where can people find you? Um, Twitter at, at totally Allen, yeah. Twitter. At totally Allen, two L's, two L's, two and L's, two L's and a knee, yeah. and two L's in totally, two L's in totally. <laughs> so four L's. Let's see a T, two T's, two L's, an O. It's a lot of L's. If I'm playing Scrabble, I'm in trouble. And they're all. It's not in any particular order. <laughs> you got to figure it out. I don't spell my name in any particular. I, I, I don't. It's a jumble. I don't like that. He's the original jumble comic. I don't like being put in boxes. Yeah, I don't like that. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye, guys. For past and future episodes of The Long Shot Podcast, join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com. Bye.